Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memorable Ram Goldar, and today we're Zechus Tainus Daf Gimel, the first parak Ma'emasai. So the three dots we're going to focus on. Number one, it was Tana Brisa, but Tol Beruchos Luchibu Chachamim Luchazkir. With regard to dew and wind, the Chachamim did not require one to mention them by reciting. He makes the dew fall and the wind blow. But if one wants to mention them, he may do so. The Gemara asked why one is not chayiv to mention them. Rabbi Chinina said, because they are never withheld. Rashi explains that without them, the world would not be able to exist. The Gemara brings a source that dew is never withheld from when Eliyahu told Achav that Kosh Baruch would not bring dew or rain for a number of years. A Kosh Baruch who told Eliyahu after three years passed to appear before Achav at the Matar opening Adama, and I will send rain upon the land. A Kosh Baruch who said that rain would begin again to fall, but he didn't mention dew to him, Mishim Dulomiatzar, because the dew is never withheld. Rashi explains that it's not withheld even during a drought. So the Gemara asked them, why did Eliyahu make an oath to Achav that dew would not fall if it's never withheld? And it answers, Afil taught the bracha namilasi, even the dew that it's a bracha in that it helps crops grow will not fall. Point number two, the Gemara asked for the source that winds are never withheld. And Rabbi Shubin Levi said, the Pasuk states, Kika arba ruchos pirashti hashem. For I spread you abroad like the four winds of the heaven, says Hashem. Now, what is Hashem saying to them? If you say that he's saying to Kal Yisrael, that I have scattered you to the four corners of the earth, he should have said to the four corners of the earth. Why did he say Ka'arba, like the four corners of the earth? Rather, this is what Akush Baruch was saying. Just as the world cannot exist without winds, so too it cannot exist without Yisrael. We see from here that the world cannot exist without winds. And point number three, Rav Yehuda said, Zikat the Basra Mitra Kamitra, wind that blows after rainfall is almost as beneficial to the earth as the rain itself. Even the Basimitra Kimitra clouds that appear after a rain are almost beneficial as rain. Shimshid the Basimitra Katre Mitre. Sunshine that appears after rain is as beneficial as two rainfalls. The Gemara asked that if all these are beneficial, what does Rebuta come to exclude? And it answers, He's excluding flashes of light that typically happen in the evening and sun that appears between the clouds that appear in patches. These are detrimental after rainfall. Rava said, Snow is as beneficial to the mountains as five rainfalls are to the ground. Based on the Pasuk that states, For he says to the snow, fall on the earth, likewise to the small rain, and to the great rains of his strength. There are five mentions of rain in this Pasuk, which implies that snow is the equivalent of five rainfalls. So once again, the three points are, number one, it was taught in a brace, but with regard to dew and wind, the Chum did not require one to mention them by reciting, he makes the dew fall and the wind blow. But if one wants to mention them, he may do so. The Gemara asks why one is not hyped to mention them, and Rabbi Chanina said, because they're never withheld. Rashi explains, without them, the world would not be able to exist. The Gemara brings a source that dew is never withheld, from when Eliyahu told Achav that Kosh Baruch would not bring dew or rain for a number of years. So Kosh Baruch told Eliyahu, after three years passed, to appear before Achav, and I will send rain upon the land. Kosh Baruch said that rain would begin again to fall, but he didn't mention dew to him, because dew is never withheld. Rashi explains that it's not withheld even during a drought. The Gemara asks, why then did Eliyahu make an oath to Achav that dew would not fall if it's never withheld? And it answers, Even the dew that is a bracha in that it helps crops grows will not fall. Pointing to the grass for the source that winds are never withheld, and Rabbi Yeshua and Levi said, the Pasuk states, For I have spread you abroad like the four winds of the heaven, says Hashem. 
Now, what is Hashem saying to them? If he said that he's saying to Kali so that I have scattered you to the four corners of the earth, he should have said to the four corners of the earth. Why did he say Ka'arba like the four corners of the earth? Rather, this is what a Kodesh Baruch is saying. Kashem she'iev shalom below ruchos, kak'iev shalom below Yisrael. Just as the world cannot exist without winds, so too it can exist without Yisrael. So we see from here that the world cannot exist without winds. And pointing with you, if Yudah said, Zik commit to wind that blows after rainfall is as beneficial to the earth as the rain itself. Even the basimitra commit clouds that appear after rain are as beneficial as the rain. Shimshu the basimitra katre mitre. Sunshine that appears after rain is as beneficial as two rainfalls. The Gemara said, if all these are beneficial, what does Rabbi Yudah come to exclude? And it answers, He's excluding flashes of light that typically happen in the evening and sun, and sun that appears between the clouds that appear in patches. These are detrimental after rainfall. Rabbi said, Snow is as beneficial to the mountains as five rainfalls are to the ground. Based on the passage that states, For he says to the snow, fall on the earth, likewise to the small rain, and to the great rains of his strength. There are five mentions of rains in this passage, which implies that snow is the equivalent of five rainfalls. All right, so now we go to our Simra Dov Gimel, and our standard simon is a gamal, a camel. A camel, so here goes. The men leading a caravan of camels through dew, where nothing was growing who were blown by a windstorm to the four corners of the earth, were relieved when they saw sunshine after a rainfall and snow-capped mountains. Once again, in slow motion. The men leading a caravan of camels. Camels, that must be one of Gimel. Gimel. The men leading a caravan of camels who do, where nothing was growing, which reminds us, there was Tana Bryce of Betal Baruchos Lechivu Chachamu with regard to dew and wind. The Chachamu did not require one to mention them by reciting. He makes the dew fall and the wind blow. But if one wants to mention them, he may do so. We learn that dew is never withheld from the mice of Eliyahu and Achav during the drought. So the men leading a caravan of camels through dew, where nothing was growing, who were blown by a windstorm to the four corners of the earth, which reminds us that we learn that winds are never withheld from the Pasuk that states, For I spread you abroad like the four winds of the heaven, says Hashem. So why did the Kishbarku say, Ka'arbo, like the four corners of the earth? This is coming to teach us that the Kishbarku is saying, Kishem she'iv shalom below ruchos, kach iv shalom below Yisrael. Kishem she'iv shalom below ruchos, kach iv shalom below Yisrael. Just as the world cannot exist without winds, so too cannot exist without Yisrael. So we see from here that the world cannot exist without winds. So the men leading a caravan of camels who do, where nothing was growing, who were blown by a windstorm to the four corners of the earth, were relieved when they saw sunshine after a rainfall and snow-capped mountains, which reminds us that wind that appears after a rainfall or clouds that appear after rainfall or sunshine that appears after rainfall are all beneficial like the rain and snow is the equivalent of five rainfalls. So once again, the men leading a caravan of camels through dew, where nothing was growing, who were blown by a windstorm to the four corners of the earth, were relieved when they saw sunshine after a rainfall and snow-capped mountains. All right, now it's time for four blah the Simmer Dafalaman Gimel is a pegleg pirate. So here goes. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must be more in Dafalaman Gimel. 
The peg-like pirate who grabbed the shofar away from his wife, which reminds us there's a machokas whether a woman should be restrained from blowing the shofar in Rosh Hashanah. This hinges on the broader machokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon whether women have an option of performing a mitzvah in which they're not chayv, which is brought down with regard to doing smicha on a carbon. So the peg-like pirate who grabbed the shofar away from his wife heard what sounded like a moaning or whimpering sound coming from his mother-in-law's window, which reminds us the Mishnah states the shear of a trua is kashol shivavos, and there's a machokas based on the weeping of sister's mother whether a yavava is like a moaning sound, which would be three shavarim, or more like a series of short whimpers. So the peg-like pirate who grabbed the shofar away from his wife heard what sounded like a moaning or whimpering sound coming from his mother-in-law's window, who sent back a note that he'd better get ready to hear similar tour blasts from a shofar the entire seventh month. Which reminds us that the source that a shofar is used to sound the truths on Rosh Hashanah is one from the Pasu regarding blowing a shofar on the Yom Kippur of Yovel. The unnecessary words Bechodesh Shashvi come to teach that all the true blasts of the seventh month should be alike. On Rosh Hashanah, as on Yom Kippur and Yovel, the true should be sounded with a shofar. Daflamadal, so the simmer Daflamadal, is a ladder. So here goes. The Baal Tokay on the top of the ladder. Ladder? That must be more in Daflamadal. The Baal Tokay on the top of the ladder, blowing Tekiya, Trua Tekiya, three times, which reminds us that we learned that we must blow the combination of Tekiya, Trua Tekiya, three times, once for the Brachas of Malchus, once for Zichronos, and once for Shofars. We learned it from the three references to Trua's in the Psukim, once by Yom Kippur of Yovel, and twice by Rosh Hashanah, and then we apply Gzer Shava of Shvi Shvi, to learn that we blow three sets, which consist of nine blasts in all, Tekiya, Trua Tekiya, three times. So the Baal Tokay on the top of the ladder, blowing Tekiya, Trua Tekiya, Three times, and the Baltokay is standing below him, blowing three shvarims and a trua between the tekios, which reminds us where Yabo instituted that we blow tekia shkosha shvarim trua tekia because he had a suffix that perhaps the trua is made up of both a moaning and a sobbing sound. He therefore instituted doing a combination of both. When the Gemara suggests that one should also do the opposite and blow a tekia trua shosha shvarim tekia, since a trua might be made up of sobbing and then a moaning sound, the Gemara answers that normally when trouble happens to someone, he first moans and then he sobs. So the Baal Tokay on the top of the ladder blowing tekia trua tekia three times, and the Baal Tokay standing below him blowing three shvarims and a trua between the tekios, saw a man running in the distance who was thrilled he made it just in time to hear them, which reminds us that it was taught in a brisa mitzvah betokin yosemin mavarchin. It's a greater mitzvah to be with those of Boshover than with those who daven on Rosh Hashanah, which means that if a person lives near two cities, even if davening is a vada, being that he'll be able to find ten people to daven with, and the shofar blowing is a suffix, being that they might have already blown the shofar and have gone home, one should go to the city where he has a possibility of hearing the shofar rather than to the one where he will certainly hear the davening. Daf Lamed Hay, so the simmer Daf Lamed Hay is a children's choir singing la la la. So here goes. The Rosh Hashanah children's choir, children's choir, that must be more on Daf Lamed Hay. La la la. The Rosh Hashanah children's choir, who are going to accompany the Shulit Sibon Rosh Hashanah, when he exempted others from the complicated brachos, which reminds us that according to Yochanan, the Tana, meaning the Chumim, that conceded from a Gamliel's opinion concerning Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Yobot, that the Shulit Sibor can be mostly everyone, is Rabbi Mir. And the Gemara clarifies that the difference between the Musaf Tfilos on these days and all the other Tfilos of the year are Mishim the Avshi Brachas because the Brachas are challenging to most people because they're long and unfamiliar. So the children's choir who are going to accompany the Shulit Sibar on Rosh Hashanah when he exempted others from the complicated Brachos practice being Masada the Tfilos before davening, which reminds us, the Belazar said, Lom Yastir Adam Tfilaso, a person should always organize his Tfilos in his mind and then only daven. This is in regard to Tfilos of Rosh Hashanah of Yom Kippur and Yovah and the other Yom Tovim, but regarding the weekday and Shabbos feels the entire year, it's not necessary since people are familiar with them. 
The Gemara explains the reason that Rabbi Yehuda would always organize his tefillahs in his mind before davening, even on a weekday, is that he would only daven once every 30 days when he completed his monthly review of learning. So the Rosh Hashanah children's choir were going to accompany the Shulik Tzibah on Rosh Hashanah when he exempted others from the complicated brachos, practice being the side of the tefillahs before davening, and had in mind the workers in the fields whose work forced them to miss the davening. Which reminds us, from Gamil would only exempt the people in the fields from governing, for he held that the Shulik Sibar is motzi them even if they're not in Shul, because they're forced to miss the Tfilas due to work. Dav base, so the Sibar Dav base is a bias, a house. So here goes. The powerful rainstorm beat down on the house. House, that must mean we're on Dav base, bias. The powerful rainstorm beat down on the house, which reminds us more as why the Mishnah says, When do we start mentioning the powers of rain, referring to Mashim and Geshem, instead of simply saying, And answers, based on two psukim with Chaker in it, connecting rain to creation, that just as creation was done with Hashem's power, so too rain is associated with power. So the powerful rainstorm beat down on the house where a person dubbing with all of his heart, having kavana of keys and shemaim, which reminds us that we learned that rain must be mentioned in the Shemona Esri with the Pasuk, to love Hashem your God, and to serve Him with all your heart. Which service is done in the heart? This refers to tefillah. And immediately after that Pasuk, it's written, And I'll provide rain for your land in its proper time, the early and late rains. So we see from the juxtaposition that rain is associated with tefillah. And related to this, Rabbi Yochanan said, there are three keys in the hands of Kodesh They were not given over to a shalich. They are the key of rain, the key of childbirth, and the key of Tchiyas Amesim. And in the West, they also say also the key of Parnasa. So the powerful rainstorm beat down on the house, where a person dubbing with all of his heart having kavana of keys in Shemaim, while standing during the day next to his lula. Which reminds me, because they're based his ruling that we start to mention Gavurus Kushami on the first day of Sukkot from the mitzvah of Lu, which is done during the day, and not from Nisach Hamayim, which may be brought also at night. All right, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.